Welcome to the Six Hats podcast, where I, Dr. Shani, a lifestyle and nutritional medicine family doctor, will talk about how women strive to find balance each day by juggling their six roles, being a woman, mother, daughter, partner, business owner, and professional. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Six Hats podcast. And today is all about nutrition. That's right. It's time to recap on nutrition. Now, I really want to say there is an abundance of information out there. It's overwhelming and confusing for most people. And in the world of nutrition, there are many diets floating around, studies and research to support each and each different diet or strategy. So what is the right approach to achieving good health in today's world? Now, we have the wonderful Simone Roberg, an expert in nutrition today, who will join us and provide us up-to-date guidance and helpful tips on how to navigate through this. So Simone is an integrative nutritionist and health coach with a strong clinical background. She has over 10 years experience working alongside top integrative doctors. She's experienced treating chronically ill patients, as well as a wide range of common modern-day health issues. Now, Simone provides an individualized approach to nutrition, and I love how she says there's not one size fits all, and that's something I say a lot to my patients. Everyone is different and should have their own specialized eating program. Now, Simone has worked for many years with her father, Dr. Frederick Spittle, who was one of Australia's top integrative doctors and one of the original pioneers that introduced integrative medicine to Australia. So I'm so excited to have Simone join us. Welcome, Simone. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be with you today, Shami. Now, Simone, I know you have a great story to share because I love to always start with how did you get into nutrition? How did you start developing this amazing passion for it? Yes, Shami, when I was in year 12, so a million zillion years ago, it seems like, <laughs> um, it was in the early 90s. And yeah, so I would be finding that I was falling asleep in class, especially in the afternoon classes. I had chronic fatigue and I was really struggling day to day with low energy. And it was during this time that my father, Dr. Frederick Spittel, he moved into complementary functional holistic medicine. So he started to move into this era of medicine and he helped me heal basically through his holistic approach, which was mainly through diet, exercise, homeopathics and supplements, meditation, so a true holistic model and other healing modalities like acupuncture. And, you know, probably three to six months of following his comprehensive health program, I started to feel good again and I was just so inspired and really because I went through it myself I thought wow this has just made such a huge difference and then look we were both really into health and wellness and we were so passionate about it and we'd live and breathe it even when we we're out for family dinners we'd slowly sneak off and start talking about the latest books or the latest supplements. And then my mum would hear and her ears prick up, you two aren't talking health talk again, are you? Now stop it. We're out for family dinner. We're talking about other things. And then I guess I saw how successful he was and how he helped so many people that were really, really sick. They'd been everywhere. And then the word got around and people were coming from interstate. They were coming from overseas even. 
there was a Hollywood actress actually, I won't name wow. any names, but she brought her baby to come and see my father. And there was some top international tennis players. And again, that was like, wow, he's really making a difference in the world. And I guess that rubbed off onto me. And then friends and family through my network started asking me for advice. And then I started giving them advice on what I've been doing and what I've been learning so far. And then all of that just led to me one day to go, wow, this is what I want to do. And then I looked deep within and thought, this is what, this is my life purpose. This is what I'm meant to be on earth to do is to help people heal. So awesome, Simone. So inspiring as well. You know, how many people are suffering and cannot find solutions. And I love how you mentioned, you know, diet, meditation, you know, a truly holistic approach. I love that. Absolutely. And it is, it worked for me and it's been working for others. And so, yes, I went back to study with the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I started up my own practice in 2017. I worked for many years with my father um, in his practice since 2008. Then I joined NIM Clinic in 2020. And I've recently joined with you, Shami, which is such an amazing Awesome. And we'll talk about that a bit later. So, Simone, I love how you say to patients, like, can we make food simple? We, I talked about, you know, it can be so complicated. And I always get this question, you know, they've tried different diets, they're reading different books. And, you know, what do you Google? And also, what do people talk about around the table? So who do you interact with? Who do you experience life with? Are you all your influences? So can we make food simple? The most important thing one can do for their health is to take out foods that cause health issues and poor health. This is definitely a good start in following a more simplistic approach. So how do people do that? I would say looking at the worst culprits. And these are, from my experience um, so far in research, sugar, alcohol, refined grains, processed foods and seed oils. I would recommend, if possible, not to have any of these or significantly reduce the intake. The latest alcohol recommendation by longevity expert Dr David Sinclair and his research is to try and drink little or no alcohol as too much alcohol has been shown so such as more than two glasses a day, accelerates ageing, weakens the immune system, and causes a whole range of health issues. I think with sugar, most people know that refined sugar is no good for anyone. I'd recommend a more natural alternative like sugar um, for cooking and baking. Um, brown rice syrup is a really good one to use. Um, and just trying to use fruit and natural things as much as possible. There's natural unsweetened jams, salt dolphins. Have you heard of salt dolphins? They do a nice range and they sweeten it with the fruit concentrate. But I guess out of all of these, which is quite would be quite a shock to most people, are the seed oils. Seed oils are apparently worse than sugar according to the latest research. So seed oils like sunflower oil, canola oil, corn oil are found in most processed foods. They are high in omega-6, but they're not the right source of omega-6. They're high in linoleic acid. And linoleic acid is really inflammatory. From recent studies, they've been associated with heart disease, chronic illness, dementia and other health conditions. The scariest thing I discovered recently, Shami, is when I was out shopping with my hubby, 
the supermarket, I just thought I'd do a little experiment and I looked at the back of the labels of many grocery items and pretty much all processed foods and goods have sunflower or canola oil. These oils are a lot cheaper than other healthy oils like olive oil. So unfortunately, many companies have resorted to using these cheaper oils for larger profits. An example I came across during my supermarket visit was with almond milk. Most people these days are switching to things like almond milk as the healthier alternative, but I looked at the ingredients of all the Mark almond milks currently available on the shelves, and they all had canola oil or sunflower oil or a seed oil or some sort of vegetable oil, except for only one brand, which was Pure Harvest. It was frightening. So majority of health bars, protein bars, muesli bars, rice cakes, hummus, salad dressing, even mayonnaise, they all contain seed oils. And I hate to say, unfortunately, many restaurants as well use the seed oils. I was at a pub and I saw the truck pull up, busted, and had like was pouring the vegetable oil. Oh, no. In my car, I thought, oh, great. So the reason that I'm bringing this up, and I think it's important for people to know that too much consumption of these seed oils is bad as they actually go into the cell membrane and they stay in the body for months or even they've found years. So unlike sugar, sugar, you can burn it off, can't burn off the seed oils, they stay in those cell membranes. So I guess on that, I'd avoid, I'd recommend, sorry, avoid seed oils and products that contain them or cut them down. Don't get me wrong, we do need omega-6, but from more natural sources like nuts, seeds, fish and pasture-raised eggs, for example. I think that's a brilliant summary. If I do a quick recap, it's the sugar and yes, you've mentioned alcohol, which interestingly enough, I'm talking to my patients a lot more and it's, you know, females, a lot of females come and see me and I'm having this conversation and it always surprises me how honest they are. And I love that. The honesty is so important to say, actually, do you know what? My alcohol intake is high and they're fully aware. And I love having this open conversation. And it's something interesting to know just over the last couple of years, how alcohol consumption has gone up for various reasons and obvious reasons, which I'm sure my audience know about as well. But it's great. We need to have that conversation a lot more. So alcohol, absolutely people know about sugar. And yet you have done a brilliant thing about seed oils. So interesting. I've actually learned a few facts that you've provided. I suddenly realized that impact. It looks and feels so harmless. But when you mentioned it lasts a long time in your body, it's scary. And you're right. Every time you go out, I always think, oh my God, what am I eating? Because I do not know oil they've cooked it in, even though it's so yummy. And it's almost like in moderation, right? Okay. How many times do you go out in in the week? What else can you do for 95% of the week? You know, just a bit of a balance to able to support that. I think that's a brilliant summary, Simone. Oh, thank you. And look, people should just be mindful and aware of it because in the US, they found from studies that so the ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 should be a one-to-one ratio, but they found it's actually 16 to 1, 16 to 6. 
And I don't think in Australia ours would be far behind. So if you're consuming a lot of packaged goods, then it'll be accumulative over the day. Then you go out for restaurants a lot. It's accumulative. But, you know, sparingly, I don't think it would be harmful. But if we're having that overload, it's just something to be mindful in modern day times. Absolutely. Now, Simone, I'd love to move on to my next question. And I love how you do this with your clients. You encourage them to try new foods. And I always smile because we almost go with with food, we almost go into this sort of almost mindset of, right, I'm used to eating certain types of food. I'm just going to stick to it. I know what I know. I'm just going to stick to it. And almost we don't even change our food habits for years sometimes, unless we're really aware and conscious and making that extra effort of looking up a new recipe and trying out new foods. So how often do we stick to habits and not aware of what we're actually eating? It's so true, isn't it, when it comes to food? So what do you advise your clients? Well, yes, I see this a lot with patients too, that they are sticking to the same foods and hitting the repeat button. But I think it's for for comfort reasons. It's due to time as well. It's easy if I just quickly grab this because I'm used to making that or having that. For most patients, I get them to do a diet diary before they see me, a three-day diet diary. And I'll review a lot of people's diets and I just see pretty much the same thing eaten from day one to day three. So not much variety. An example of this might be, so I think in a general sort of sense, most people tend to stick with apples and oranges, um, like melons, grapes and strawberries. And then, yeah, it stops there. But I'm all for Shami for being adventurous and promoting new things. For example, recently I asked my teenage daughter to try custard apple. I'm not sure, Shami, if you've tried custard apple before. No, I haven't actually. Well, I'm going to bring you one when I see you next. I must admit it looks rather scary. It's a ghastly green colour with big hard lumps on the skin. It looks like it's from another planet. But once sliced open, it's a heavenly treat. Its flesh is a gorgeous white colour and it's sweet like a pear sort of apple, like a sweet dessert. My daughter, who's a fussy teenager, was completely shocked and pleasantly surprised. And she said, oh, mom, can you buy some more of these? These are actually really cool. So I guess my message to most of my patients is to give things a go, like tropical fruits are sweet and they can take place of a processed refined sweet. So fruits that are currently in season at the moment that can look a bit scary but are lovely are things like dragon fruit and they're a low FODMAP option. So those that suffer from fructose intolerance or have to follow a low FODMAP diet, dragon fruit's definitely a way to go and a a good option to try and it's quite filling. Persimmons are coming in season and they're a lovely treat. Red papaya, they're great for the immune system heading into the winter months. Pomegranate's also another good one to add add into salads or to scoot them out. They are a bit messy, but they're great for the heart. They're good for the immune system. Another one that's coming out is golden kiwi, New Zealand, which is great for the gut microbiome. Um, Another tropical fruit to try, but it's only available in spring, is black sapoti, and it's also known as the chocolate fruit. I was a bit sus when someone told me that, but when I tried it, when I went to Port Douglas, it was heavenly and you didn't wow. even have to add anything to it. So when that comes in season, I actually stock up on that. That's my little treat. Instead of dark chocolate, it is definitely worth a try in spring. Wow. Do you know what? You've really inspired me to actually 
look at other different types of foods and the way you sort of mentioned it. Okay. Wow. It sounds so yummy as well. (laughs) Sounds so exciting to try these different types of foods as well. Absolutely. And my patient's feedback is, oh, wow, you know, some really love sugar and never thought that they could fight those cravings, have tried some of these options. Even having some frozen berries in the freezer, they've just said to me, I really enjoy fruit and even more so now. And they don't feel the need to do go eat other options. So it definitely is worth to try. But I guess my approach is all about variety, not just some fruit, from vegetables, from meat, fish, seafood, because you get different nutrients and enzymes from different sources of food. Another food group that is widely left out and is overlooked are organ meats. Our ancestors ate them and considered them highly precious. They they considered them like gold. And they firstly offered them to the elderly and the pregnant women first due to their high nutrient content. They are a superfood. They are great in recipes. And there are ways that you can make them tasty and or hide them in food. For instance, with liver, you can get the butcher to mince it up with beef mince and then hide it in there and put your onion and garlic and you wouldn't even know they're in there. Well, my daughters don't. So I do recommend, if you can, adding some organ meats because they were part of our ancestral diet and they're very good for healing and they're really good for endurance and energy and to fight fatigue. I get really good results from patients adding those to the diet for healing. But I do get people that sort of dig their heels in and they they can't get their head around it, the whole organ meat concept, which I did too at first. I haven't always eaten organ meats. And since I have, I've noticed a difference. For those that just can't get past it, I would consider an organ supplement. There are some great suppliers out there, but I would discuss it with an experienced practitioner first. I guess on that topic, I just wanted to finish according to top international integrative doctors like Mark Hyman, for instance, who've done extensive research in nutrition, highly recommend a well-balanced diet that's full of variety. So too much of anything is bad, too much meat, too many plants, too much water is toxic, too much exercise is bad. So balance is the key here. So true. And what a great tip to to mention actually, because we can get a bit obsessive when we like certain foods and we just go all out over it. But you're right, it's constant balance. And what I've learned over the years in terms of research, you know, 40 different types of food group a week, which means oils, different types of obviously vegetables, meats, herbs, spices, all of that actually creates a healthy gut microbiome. I loved how you mentioned about the gut microbiome And literally, you can actually do it naturally. And it's really interesting. I often get patients go, right, I want to look at the microbiome. What can I do to improve it? There's actually a lot you can do just with diet alone. And if we just focus on that, that can make a massive difference along with sleep, reduce stress, all of those kind of things. But just going back onto the diet, one thing I do need to mention is how processed foods, junk food changes your microbiome within 24 hours. If people are, you know, focus on testing and focus on what their microbiome looks like, it changes and you can actually help heal it by all the strategies that you've just talked about, Simone. So I'm so glad you mentioned that. Thank you, Shami, because yes, I'm a believer of food is the foundation of all health and it's so important to put the right foods in to feed our 
gut guys, our, our gut microbiome, keep them thriving and optimal. Absolutely. So lastly, Simone, I get this question a lot. Can eating healthy not be boring? It's so funny, isn't it? Because when you talk about eating well, you know, sometimes you get picked on in a social setting, no matter what age group you are, they're like, oh, are you on a diet? But it's almost society's way of just constantly judging you for what you're doing. And it's so easy to go, right, oh, I'll have that dessert because everyone's having the dessert or I'll have those chips because everyone's having it. To be able to step away and be in your power and go, actually, I'm not having a dessert while everyone else is, takes a lot of courage. And often people do sort of link eating healthy with being boring, but can we change that narrative? Yes, healthy food can actually be tasty too. Most people feel when health is boxed in with food, oh, what a bore. But you can definitely still have joy with food. People think that eating healthy is a major chore and roll their eyes. Diets, it's all too hard. These days, there are so many treats that can be healthy but still taste great. Even with meals, there are so many great cookbooks out there that are easy recipes to cook, tasty food, and, yes, are healthy, so they tick all the boxes. And restaurants are becoming pretty good at it too and having some gluten-free, dairy-free and other options, so there's more choice. And cookbooks like these that are hot right now that really focus on this healthy lifestyle cooking. One of them is the 30-Minute Mediterranean Diet Cookbook by Serena Ball, which has had some really good reviews because there's been a lot of studies and research on the Mediterranean-style life and how it has helped longevity in those regions. So I'd recommend having a look at those recipes, which, again, are really easy and healthy and tasty. Another one that's an easy one and a good one to follow is the Well-Plated Cookbook by Erin Clark. It's been out for a few years, but it's just a nice standard one with a range of healthy, easy-to-follow recipe book that's family-friendly and inspiring to cook healthy. Another one of my faves, which has been around, is our own Australian The Healthy Chef by Teresa Cutter. These are all good standard family healthy eating recipes. I refer a lot of patients to use that, especially for long-term health. Another one, a common issue these days is gut, gut health issues, a cookbook for gut sensitivities, digestive health and IBS issues I would recommend is Digestive Health with Real Food by Algae Jacob. That's a really good one. They are quite basic, the recipes, but it's good for someone that's really bad symptoms or need to go on an elimination diet and go back to basics to then have a base level. So once they're symptom-free, can slowly start adding other foods back in and diversifying. That is awesome. Wow, so many resources. This is fantastic. Simone? And there's more. There's more. There's one more that I wanted to add. When I was cleaning up my pantry recently, I found it hidden at the back there was one of Jamie Oliver's ones. He's had so many books out there, but this one was particularly good. And my husband thought it was good, who's been helping a lot lately in the kitchen because they're super quick and super easy. It's called Jamie's 15 Minute Meals, Delicious, Nutritious, Super Fast Food. So these days, we are just so lucky that there's so much information out there. Like you can download recipes online. When I was um, diagnosed with gluten-free intolerance and dairy intolerance years ago, 
there was nothing around. There was nothing in the supermarkets. There were no cafes and restaurants that offered gluten-free options. They didn't even know what gluten-free was. But now it's a different story. There's a whole lot of cookbooks catering for dietary needs. So say if you're plant-based or you're gluten-free, celiac, or you have heart issues, there's pretty much a cookbook for your health need. If you have some autoimmune condition, I'm sure there's a book out there for you. Or there's thousands of online recipes. So all you have to do is just print the ones you like. But part of my service, Shami, is that I provide my patients with suitable recipes for their need. I've done the hard yards to sift through hundreds of recipes. That is awesome. So good. Now, this actually leads on to our next question. Actually, our last question. Before we leave you today, Simone, how can people find you? And I know Simone's starting at the Mint Clinic, which is my clinic that I've just opened up in Collingwood, which I'm super excited about. Simone's one of the practitioners there. So, so excited to be working alongside you, Simone, and helping all our patients. And I know you just give that extra bit of like, for example, meal planning and recipes and that support, but also coaching when someone's feeling stuck on how to actually implement it. So where can people find you? I know you're at the Mint Clinic, but are you anywhere else? Well, firstly, I want to say thank you for this wonderful opportunity to work with you, Shami. It's an absolute pleasure. I know we've been working with each other probably the last year. We've been referring to each other, but to be actually working alongside you in your clinic with Dr. Christina Cooper as well, I am just thrilled because for many years, as we've spoken about, I worked with my father, Dr. Frederick Spittle, who was like Yoda. And so I feel like I finally found my Jedi Knights, you and Christina. (laughs) Truly, you and Christina, amazing integrative doctors. You are really on top of the health spectrum, like you're the gurus your guns. You're really good at what you do and it's a pleasure to work with you. So I'm so excited to have started with you. I'm available at Mint Clinic on Thursdays in person and via telehealth. I also have my own practice, Power Up Your Health. I do telehealth and I also work at NIM Clinic on Mondays. So I know that everyone wants to feel good and they can with the right health strategies in place. And I'm here to help anyone that wants to feel good again. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Simone. I have to say this has been so informative, packed with so many tips and amazing reminders. It's actually made me really think about the omega-6s, the processed oils, just, you know, when you're going, you know, even looking at amazing fruits that you never thought of as a great substitute. And yeah, it's been phenomenal. So thank you so much, Simone. Thank you, Shami, for this wonderful opportunity to share my information and my knowledge to help people feel good. And I wish everyone the best with their health. Health is wealth. Health is everything. Amazing. Thank you. Remember that this is general advice only. Please see your healthcare professional for more information. So what's your take-home message today? Remember, it's all about progress and not perfection. And are you suffering from stress? Visit the Usawa Learning Hub on usawa.com.au for more resources on how to de-stress, re-energize and reclaim your health. Enjoy the journey.